Welcome to another episode of Get a Good Start. Hey folks, I started getagoodstart.com to help other people. And one of the ways I can do that is to introduce you to resources that can help you be successful. The Growth Suite is one of those partners and their mission is to provide you with the skill set, mindset, and tool set to increase your impact and income. Check out their free resources for Get a Good Start listeners over at thegrowthsuite.com slash getagoodstart. Don't forget to visit getagoodstart.com for links to our guests and a list of action items that can help you get a good start. Being in advertising for years, I have come to appreciate that sound is as important to brand identity as the visuals. When you hear my next guest voice, it will sound familiar to you, and that is no accident. She is a voice actor, and you most likely to hear her during a commercial for Target or Walmart, Whirlpool, Nespresso, Bose, or Kraft, just to name the short list, very short list of her clients. Welcome to the show, the very talented Jody Krangle. Welcome, Jody. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> oh, that's great. So, for you, what does getting a good start mean to you as it applies to your typical workday? Uh, you know, I think I need to sit with my day just a little bit before I actually get into it. I need to know what's on my schedule and make sure that I know how the day is going to play out. So planning, really, before actually doing anything is really important for me so that I know what's coming up and I'm aware and I'm primed for it. You know, a lot of my guests have said yeah, the same thing you said. It's the night before planning or looking at the emails or tasks they have to do the next morning. Or the Google and, calendar. Or the you know? Google, yeah, checking the Google yeah. calendar. Oh, I didn't know. I My first meeting was actually an in-person meeting 20 miles from here, you know, yeah, trying to get ready for that, that right? <laughs> the one thing I've, I've, this is starting to evolve into this question is, what is the one thing that would throw your day off if you didn't do it? If I forget to put something in my calendar and it, pops up and I, that always um flusters me <laughs> how about i the, try not to do that <laughs> how about the the mochi, mocha frappuccino in the morning or is there a certain something Ooh. that has to be a part of your routine otherwise it's not going to be as good a day because you didn't start <laughs> right you know, I try not to have coffee first thing in the morning. That's one of the things that I don't tend to do because voicing and from an audio engineer's point of view, they don't like it when I have coffee because <laughs> it makes my voice, um, my mouth tacky. So you get a little hmm. bit of that mouth noise clicks, right? You don't want that. So that's something I prevent myself from doing if I know that I have an early morning session. So it really depends on what's on my calendar, because if I don't have a session programmed into my calendar that day that I'm being directed in, I don't worry too much about the coffee and I'll have it whenever I want it. But if I do have something, I know I can't have the coffee yet. <laughs> <laughs> so if I have coffee too early, and then suddenly have a session, that can be a little discombobulating. <laughs> <laughs> Jody, if you could get in a time machine with Michael J. Fox and go back in time <laughs> to your younger self and give your own self a piece of advice that you've learned over the years, what would you say? Don't be afraid to fail. That you can do things and learn things by failing, and that's okay. There's, you know, there's nothing wrong with failing. We all do it and it's going to happen. 
And in fact, if you never fail, you don't learn anything. So fail at something that you think is going to be really interesting to fail at. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> right. One of my previous guests has said, if you're not failing, you're not trying hard enough. Exactly. You know, yes. you're not experimenting enough or you're not, you know, putting yourself out there. You need to fail. It's and, not uh, outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. Right. So you need to you need to learn these things as you go and be be kind to yourself. You know, there's there's a lot that we put into our own heads about the judgment that other people are going to put on us. And we're worse in our own heads than anyone outside is ever going to be to us. <laughs> Absolutely. So just give yourself some grace. <laughs> if you could speak to a graduating class of seniors and say, listen, before you enter the real world, here's what no one is going to tell you that you need to know. What would that be? It's okay to be self-employed. <laughs> that you don't have to work for a corporation or anyone else. You can start something on your own. And again, don't worry too much if you fail. When you're just starting your career and, and money isn't going to be such a huge worry for you, I mean, it's nice to have it. Of course, it's mm -hmm. nice to have it. But when you don't have you know, a, a family with three kids and you don't have to worry about feeding mouths and really all you're worrying about is your own place to live and, and be and whatever else you need, it's easier to get started in things and try things out in the beginning. So just try things out and don't think that you have to follow and conform and do whatever people say you should do. You know, the should stuff. Don't don't let anyone tell you what you should do. Just right. do what you want to do. I had on the show a few weeks ago uh, Rob Bell, who's the presenter on uh, Science Channel and a few other shows, mm -hmm. and he was saying he kind of didn't plan enough or didn't think enough about life because of that thing where, oh, you're supposed to do this next and you're supposed to do yeah. this next. And he figured when he got out of uh, university, the next thing was he'd get a job. And he didn't get a job, but he didn't really think about it much. He just thought it would be there. And he kind of, you know, struggled with that. And and certainly I think it is okay not to have a job. In fact, exactly what you're saying, I've said to other folks, if you want to start a business, try it right out of school. If you want to work for yourself, try it right out of school. Yeah. Because now you have something to fall back on, which is your and education. Try right. a bunch of things. Don't yeah. just settle on one thing. Try a bunch of things because you can do that exploration right out of the gate when you're done with school, you know, provided you're not trying to get a PhD, which is a different thing entirely. But if you just go out there and explore, what you do in your past is going to inform everything you do in your future. Right. So just go out and do things and explore and have a good time doing it. Why not? And if it doesn't happen to be the thing that you think is going to be your forever thing, that's okay. Move on to the next thing. I know in my career, I've probably had four or five different things that I've done over a long period of time. It's not like I settled on one and just stayed there. Right. <laughs> you know, life happens, right? So just, again, be kind with yourself. Don't worry about the shoulds and what people think you should be doing. Do what you want to do and don't think that you're married to that one thing that you do after college for the rest of your life. You can right. switch. Nothing is written in stone. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, there's going to be a group of students out there who are going to take our advice and they're going to do that. And they're going to find themselves having to stand up in front of a bunch of people and 
give a presentation about what they can do for them or they're going to have to speak publicly. And in your experience, what should they think about to ensure that they sound professional and clear when they're giving a presentation or a talk to a group of people? Well, first of all, hydrate. That is a really important thing. Have water and have water 20 minutes before you're going to speak because your body needs time to absorb it so that it knows what to do with it so that you have that available to you. So that's one thing. The next thing is slow down. And one of the best ways to do this is just, you know, before you're going to have your presentation, just take in a breath and let it out. Just sigh, right? You know, let it, it just feels good. Just feels good. It gives you that moment of maybe Zen, you know, it just Mm -hmm. lets you take that moment with yourself and be conscious about what you're saying and be slow, not slow, slow, but like, right. Consider, consider things. And that makes it easier for you not to say ums and likes and you knows. And I'm horrible with that. So I'm not (laughs) saying that everyone's perfect. Be a human being. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But at the same time, if you're a little more calm, if you have let out that sigh, if you're not rushing, that's really the key. Don't rush. Don't speak so quickly that people feel tense just listening to you. <laughs> right. That's great. But don't advice. be so slow yeah. <laughs> that they're falling asleep when you li- when they listen to you. So there's like a nice in between. And yeah. And just be you. Yeah, you know, no one's asking you to be anyone other than yourself. That's great advice. You know, one of the best pieces of public speaking advice I got was from my boss at the time, who was a great speaker. He wasn't a very tall man, but he would command the room. I saw him take control of a, I would say a pretty rowdy group of breakfast eaters during a breakfast conference and silence the room just by his short pauses in between sentences, instead Mm -hmm. of just going from one to the other, he would take a pause. He told me he would count two. He would say something, count two and look at somebody, and then he'd continue to talk. And just by doing that a few times, people are like, oh, I think he's saying something important, you know, and they yeah. would settle down and he settled down the whole room and it was amazing. And over time, I've gotten more comfortable with that because initially it's a tough thing to do, right? When you're talking to a group of folks and you stop talking, even for half a second, people, you feel like you're losing the room. But you're really yeah. not. You just need to take it's it's really a lot longer for you than it is for them, right? And when you're <clears> confident, <throat> people know that you're taking them on a journey. Right. And they're they're there for it. You know, you just take them on that journey. And you can pause. You can take a moment. You can take a breath. Yeah. And move on. Like I tell everybody, it's your show. You yeah. know, you control the pace of it. Yep. I have worked with voice actors in the past. Uh, when I directed you know, uh, television commercials, I found the whole experience very fascinating, as I told you previously. <laughs> sure. How does someone actually get started in this career? If there's someone out there, and it happens all the time, right? Oh, you have a great voice. Oh, you should do commercials, right? I'm sure that happened to you in the past. That happened to mm-hmm. people I've worked with in the past. How do people get involved in this? <laughs> One of the best things I would say is check out a website called VoiceOver Extra. It's voiceoverxtra.com. And I highly recommend you check that out because it sort of gives you the lay of the land. So it'll tell you what in today's climate 
a voice actor needs to do. And we wear a lot of hats. So I will tell you right now that if you're expecting to be a voice actor and all you do is speak all day and that's the only thing you do and the money rolls in, that's not how it works. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because we have to be our own audio engineers in a lot of cases. We're our own marketing team. We are basically our own media empire because no one's going to promote you the way you are going to promote you. So... And, and all of this is, um, that's, that's part and parcel of being a business person. You need to promote yourself. You can't just rely on someone finding your website and hiring you for a job. So I have all sorts of different ways that I find jobs. I have agents all over North America and Europe and wherever. I have um, what's called pay-to-play directories. So mm -hmm. you pay a yearly membership fee and you're given auditions on a regular basis. And that you audition and sometimes you're hired and a lot of times you never hear anything. <laughs> That's how right. this goes, right? You do an audition and it goes into the ether and you never hear unless you get hired. Right. So if you have any kind of a fear of rejection, this is not the, the career for you. <laughs> because let me tell you, it happens daily, every minute. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I can, and people I... will find you from the website, you know, so there's all sorts of ways. Yeah, I can honestly say, and ninety nine percent of the time it has nothing to do with the person. It's just not the right yeah. voice or the right energy level of that demo tape they sent. And I mean, I sat there in a, in a studio for two days straight listening to audition tapes, and you know, after the first dozen, you're like, oh, this one sounds the same as the first one or the third one. That one's out. <laughs> yeah. You don't even yeah. get all the way through it, right? Yeah. So you can't take Eight it personally. Seconds. You have to. You have to have a thick skin. Yes. Uh, and uh, certainly it's, uh, but the nice thing is, I would think that voice acting lends itself to a very broad area of marketplace. It's not like oh, you're a sports yeah. voice actor. You're not a, yeah. a, a bit part actor. You, you could do almost anything. You totally can. Yeah. The reason that I started my podcast in the first place was because I wanted to know where I fit in to that whole audio branding spectrum, which I'm most I'm mostly into the advertising marketing end of things. So I do mm -hmm. mostly commercial and corporate narration and that kind of thing. But I wanted to know where I fit into the company's brand DNA and how it sounded. So I want my clients to know that I am aware of what they want to put out into the world in terms of who they are as a company and that I'm there to help them do that. And like you said, it may not be the right voice for a certain company, but you know, you will be the right voice for a different company. Right. So it's, it's a give and take, but I like knowing more about the broader idea of where I fit into that mechanism, if that makes any sense. It makes total sense. And certainly in today's world, the mechanism of voice is bigger than ever, and oh, yeah. the technology that has lent itself to you, I'm sure, I'm sure, allowing you to take jobs all over the world without traveling anywhere. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you record a home studio these days. It's yeah, amazing. right. Home studio. <laughs> yeah. And you know, there are. My son had to create a video for his uh, application for Penn State. Mm -hmm. He had to do one for uh, something he was nominated for. I mean, students are having to make recordings all the time, sitting on meetings and Zoom meetings. What can these broke students do 
to achieve the best quality audio at a home in a home because most of the time all they have is laptop and onboard mic sure are there a couple small inexpensive things that they can do to elevate that level of audio because your your audio comes through amazing it sounds great <laughs> thank you yeah well i mean i have a five by four sound treated booth mm. so <laughs> that's a little different and a very nice microphone so so that you know because it's part of my livelihood it's what i do every day all sure. day so i invested in it but i i get that not everyone can invest in this kind of thing the one thing that i would say is treat your environment so the, the way that you sound best and that you get the most from your microphone, whichever one you're using, is that you soften and um, make sure that you are not in a high ceilinged room mm. and that you have soft surfaces around you, as many as possible. If you can surround yourself with soft surfaces, that's really ideal. Even putting behind you maybe like um, a portable wardrobe, you know, one of those things on rollers that you can sure. put like wardrobe. I don't know how much they are at Walmart, like 20 bucks. I don't know. Yeah. You put you drape a, a, a moving blanket over that or some kind of a comforter over that. Put it behind you. Uh, when I was first starting, we bought um, a thing from Ikea to hang curtains. Okay. And, and we put it in like a box on the ceiling around me and then put grommets into a moving a bunch of moving blankets and put them around me so you could push them aside when you weren't using the booth so the, it was like curtains around you yeah it was basically curtains yeah and <laughs> then i sat curtains. at a desk yeah their moving blankets are pretty thick yeah right yeah so you want something that's going to absorb sound mm -hmm. because when you're working in voiceover especially you don't want to color that sound at all you want to give it to the producer as pristine and raw as possible because they're going to color it any way they want to add to whatever project they're working on the video right. put it into radio add music to it compress it whatever they're going to do to it right mm -hmm. i can't do any of that before they get it because then they can't make it work the way they want it to work or it'll sound clipped in or it'll sound yeah, tinny it just or... won't sound right yeah 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 so I give them as clean and pristine and raw audio as possible, make it sound as, as good as I possibly can with less room noise, which mm -hmm. is what you're trying to get rid of when you're putting the soft surfaces around you. And it doesn't need to be perfect by any means, but if you just treat your environment just a little bit, everything you're doing in front of that microphone is going to sound better. So just some soft surfaces around you, whether it's hanging yep. up, you know, a comforter behind you or just going to the corner of a room that's not a very high ceiling mm -hmm. maybe Putting even maybe something over your desk in front right. of you if you're sitting at a desk uh, the other thing I would say is if you have a separate microphone use a microphone arm not a stand that has your microphone sitting on the desk with you because you move around you you know touch the the table everything is going to reflect through that microphone right and and you're going to get every movement that you made and you don't want that on i'm your guilty recording. of it i'm guilty of it <laughs> i don't have it's it on an arm and i hear it <laughs> and you don't hear it until when you listen back to it right yes. and, and yeah. i'm always like cutting out that one part where i touch yeah. the table right <clears throat> yeah I will also say Adobe Audition has a really neat little function called heal. <laughs> really? I love the heal function in Adobe Audition. Yes. So if you have a click or um, uh, an overemphasized 
popped pea. Mm-hmm. You can actually, um, uh, you know, Highlight select it. that right. bit. Select that bit, and I believe in Adobe Audition, it's it's uh, you select the the popped pea and you press P and it actually fixes that pop. Wow! But also at the I have it um, put to my H key. So if I, you can just like, if you look at the spectrogram, which is the color code, I guess, underneath the actual waveform, mm-hmm. and you can see where that, where that uh, pop or not pop, where, you, where the click is, right. it, it comes through as like a little lighter, uh, a line, right? And you see that you highlight it and then you hit H and it's gone. It's just gone. I love it. <laughs> are, th- are there any, I mean, you talked about Adobe Audition and mm-hmm. A lot of students in the creative uh, field will have access to that pretty pretty much very cheaply. But are there any free tools out there that can do some of the things you're talking about that we could probably point people to if they want to make a better recording? Uh, you <clears> know, <throat> I don't know if these ones have a heal or a pop fix function. You might have to look more closely at the actual programs to see what they use maybe. Right. But I know GarageBand is you know, comes with every Mac, whatever. Right. Uh, I know that, oh, what is it called? Um, Audacity. Audacity is a free one. I know also that uh, Reaper, for instance, is a really, really good tool. And I think it's like 60 bucks. It's, you know, even if you pay for it and you don't have to pay for it. So it sort of is free, but you can pay for it to, you know, give them a little something <laughs> yeah give them a little back to the tool they made yeah, yeah exactly there's That's, a lot of them out there yeah right now i know you probably have resolved this because of the studio that your home studio you have right the sound box you're in but i know i struggled for a long time with just the ambient noise of mm-hmm. my house because people don't realize but a house or a building there's a it's almost like a tuning fork you know, oh, when yeah. a truck goes by, it vibrates so hard, so it sounds louder than it is. Sure. And deep uh, rumbles are really hard to get rid of. Yeah. <laughs> That's the worst. Is there <laughs> any way you could prevent that? Is it just the cushioning, the the, 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 the the padding around you? Is that the only thing we can do? You know, I I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> the reason that I say that is because if you notice a big truck going by or someone mowing their lawn or someone shoveling their driveway or whatever is going to happen around you, just stop, give it a second, wait for it to pass, and continue. <laughs> because I will tell you, sound treatment is fine. Anyone can do sound treatment. Mm-hmm. Sound proofing, the way that you're talking about, can cost thousands of dollars. It is really, really hard to do and hard to do properly. So what I would say is the majority of us just make do. Right. (laughs) And even me, I have a five by four sound treated booth that has walls this thick and it's still not soundproof. I wish it was. It's better. It's right. better than just having curtains around me. <laughs> sure. But but if an airplane goes, uh, you know, uh, overhead of me and or a big truck goes by or if my neighbor idles their car in the driveway for 10 minutes, <laughs> I have to wait. Well, Jody, this has really been a great conversation with you. I really appreciate you taking time and joining me today. And to my uh, students and everyone else who listens, 
I want you to know you can find Jody at voiceoversandvocals.com, which is her website, if you want to listen to the work she does. Very <laughs> professional, great work. And uh, I would, if I was at the bank, she would be my next choice on the list for voiceovers. <laughs> thank but you. Jody, thank you again for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. This has been fun.